Hello, and welcome back to the Healthcare Executive Insights Podcast. My name is Elliot Sloan with the McCallum Group. Today, we are very excited for our guest, Ms. Katie Turner, who is the Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Core Life. Katie, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Great to be here. Likewise. So tell us a little bit more about your professional experience and please introduce Core Life to our audience. Sure. So um, right now I'm the Vice President of Marketing Communications at Core Life. As you said, I've been here for a little over a year. Um, prior to that, I had experience working in higher education. I was um, at a community college for about eight years. Um, I've also worked in other nonprofit organizations. Um, I was at the American Red Cross for a while um, earlier in my career and also did a little, uh, spent a little bit of time working for the National Aquarium in uh, marketing and creative services. Wonderful. So, um, yep. So Core Life, uh, we are a healthcare company. Um, we focus specifically on treating patients who are living with excess weight or with obesity um, through a multidimensional um, care plan that incorporates medical care, uh, registered dietitians who provide nutritional counseling or medical nutrition therapy, um, exercise specialists who are helping patients move better and live better, um, and also behavioral health counselors who provide support for uh, patients who are, you know, have um, mental health conditions or um, other psychological barriers or concerns that are preventing them from living their best life. And we combine all of these treatment modalities under one roof. Uh, we have a number of um, clinics, health clinics. We have about 35 that are located in four states right now. Um, that's Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. And we're soon going to be expanding into um, Virginia, New Jersey. And then in the future, we're looking at, you know, uh, Tennessee, Florida, Texas. You know, we have expansion plans to kind of cover um, significant parts of the country over the next, you know, 24 to 36 months. Talk to me about how you guys are cutting through the noise, so to speak, and providing actual great outcomes with more of an evidence-based approach, but treating the body as a whole. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I think what you said right there, evidence-based is kind of the key to all of this. There are a ton of diets out there and a ton of weight loss programs that will promise you that you're going to lose, you know, 10 pounds in 10 days or whatever. And, you know, every, and it is mind boggling and confusing for people who are trying to manage weight and trying to get healthy to sort of understand like really what works and what doesn't work. And, um, you know, we at Core Life, I mean, we're definitely not a quick fix. We're not, you know, we're not going to come in and make any money back guarantees or whatever. Um, but we're medically backed. We're evidence-based. We built our program around uh, recommendations you know, from leading research into the treatment and care of overweight and obesity. Um, and we do that from a medically guided perspective. So our patients come in, um, they meet with a care team. The care team is sort of led by um, a medical provider who's either a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant. That person is assessing their overall health, looking at what chronic conditions they might be dealing with, um, everything from high blood pressure, diabetes, sleep apnea, um, mental health issues like depression or anxiety. 
and then sort of assessing like what type of care they need to move forward with to achieve the best health outcomes uh, for that individualized patient. Um, our patients meet regularly with a registered dietitian who's providing um, medical nutrition therapy or nutritional counseling for them on really educating them on how to, how to eat better, how to shop, how to eat out, how to make good food choices um, in a way that aligns with their lifestyle and their preferences and their budget. Uh, we have full gyms in all of our clinics and our um, exercise team provides personal training and guidance to all of our patients to help supplement their care plan with exercise and movement, helping them reduce pain. Um, some patients come to us, maybe they've never worked out. Maybe it's been years since they have worked out. Maybe they've always struggled with chronic shoulder pain or hip pain or knee pain or whatever. And our exercise specialists are really able to build individualized plans around the needs of those patients. They're trained specifically in working with patients who, who are living with excess weight to help them move better um, and get healthier. And then in addition to that, we have licensed uh, clinical social workers in our clinics who are meeting with patients. A lot of our patients are coming to us with, um, you know, related um, mental health conditions that are either caused by or exacerbated by the fact of living with excess weight, uh, things like depression or anxiety, and we are able to work with them through a, a counseling and a therapy session sessions to um, address those issues and overcome some of those barriers that might be preventing them from really getting healthy and, and staying on a forward path with weight loss and with, with better health. So, you know, it, it is a whole kind of um, like all of the treatment modalities that are evidence-based recommendations for how to affect behavior change and really help people um, overcome obesity and, and to get healthy in the long term. Why do you think it's taken so long for us to realize that there's a strong correlation between your mental health and your physical health? Yeah, I mean, I think that the reality is, is that for a very long time, you know, weight and obesity, unfortunately, were seen as almost like lifestyle choices, you know, that um, there that people, you know, we see patients all the time who say that I have tried everything, nothing else has worked for me, like, you know, and, um, and, but at the same time, like, nobody's ever asked, like, well, tell me about what brought you here, you know, they've been told all the time, like, try this diet, try this exercise plan, try this, you should eat less of that or more of this, or, you know, all you need to do is focus on calories in and calories out. And the mindset around obesity is really shifting in the medical community overall. I mean, but it's been a, a more recent change. I mean, it wasn't until 2013 that the American Medical Association recognized obesity as an actual disease of its own with its own progression and its own symptoms and, and um, you know, like pr presentation in patients. And so, you know, realizing that that did not happen until 2013. I mean, you can imagine that there just wasn't the level of attention paid to obesity disease for, you know, medical professionals coming through medical school. You know, people didn't learn enough about it. People didn't really understand it. There weren't a lot of resources provided to, you know, help physicians really understand how to treat it. 
that mindset is shifting and it's a very positive shift, I think, for patients. Um, but with that comes, you know, this is where core life sits in. I mean, we, we have been doing this already for 10 years with these multiple modalities of trying to treat these patients and, and the causes of obesity are very, very complex and they're very, very individual for each patient, you know, just one patient might be where they are for, um, you know, maybe they never learned, um, healthy eating habits as a child, or maybe they, you know, had difficult situations that they were dealing with growing up. Another person might have had some sort of, you know, specific issue, a medical condition that might be contributing to their weight gain, or maybe they're taking particular types of medication that are contributing to weight gain. Maybe there are genetic factors. There's all kinds of factors that layer on top of each other and kind of combine in different ways for patients to lead them to where they are with their health. And, um, Unfortunately, you know, when you look at the way that um, a typical primary care setting, a typical primary care doctor or a specialist is, that tr- traditionally medicine is, is designed to treat acute short-term, you know, acute symptoms, acute short-term health issues. They're not really set up to kind of like over the long-term, like help somebody move towards better health. So you'll see a doctor, the doctor will say, Yes, I can help you treat your um, sleep apnea or your diabetes. But, you know, if you really want to address the root cause of that, which could, you know, could be very much related to your weight, then there's just not the intensive ability of, you know, an individual provider to do that. And that's where Core Life comes in. I mean, we want to be that partner to healthcare providers or that partner and adjunct to the health system overall to provide that type of really like focused care that patients who need more intensive interventions and more accountability and more focus to get healthy, we can do that. You know, we do that and we support our our healthcare providers and, and our healthcare community in that way. Do you believe that insurance companies, which are ultimately going to be the payers on these more chronic diseases that come from, you know, having weight issues, it's really a snowball effect. When you have a lot of weight issues, so many other chronic issues come right after it. And then when mm-hmm. you reduce the, the weight loss issues, so many benefits start happening to your overall health. Um, don't you think the insurance companies should be more in the driver's seat with pushing programs and education and finding better ways to tackle weight loss early on um, versus seeing people and the rates of obesity just continue to rise in our country? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's a lot. I mean, what you're really getting at, I think, is is the idea of value-based care and the idea that, you know, as healthcare really is becoming, we're, we're being measured more on outcomes, you know, and on long-term outcomes for patients. And, being able to deliver that value to patients is ultimately the goal. You know, you want to be able to treat somebody for whatever condition that they come to you for and to have that treatment last and to have that treatment actually solve the issue. But unfortunately, when that condition is aggravated by 
weight or obesity, it becomes more complex and it's more difficult to treat that chronic condition over the long term. So where Core Life can come in and say, hey, we're here to treat the obesity. We're here to tackle the weight issues so that you as a provider, a healthcare provider can focus on the treatment of this healthcare condition. Then combined together, those two things really work to drive better outcomes for the patient. And, you know, we do, um, we are covered, a lot of our services are covered by insurance. I mean, it varies um, by plan and by payer and even, you know, state to state, uh, what kind of, you know, coverage uh, people have. But, you know, um, I do think that some of the shift in the way that healthcare, the healthcare system overall is like viewing obesity as a disease and understanding obesity disease, that I think that the, the trajectory of this can only move us more into a positive direction where, you know, insurers and everybody else who sort of has a stake in this game understands that treating weight and treating obesity as a disease and and helping people move beyond that only benefit everyone overall as far as like the, the value that we're able to deliver to the healthcare system. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, about time that it's in the spotlight. It's such a catalyst to mm-hmm. so many additional problems and diseases, or it can be a catalyst to living your best life when you're able to get rid of the excess weight and build out a healthy lifestyle for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. So tell me a little bit more about core life and your growth. What would you attribute um, you know, some of your growth to? What, what's been your most successful growth strategies to partner with other clinics or health systems? Yeah, so um, like I said, we've been around for about 10 years. I think our growth has really taken off in the past, I don't know, maybe three to four years of that. Um, You know, I think some of that is stuff that, um, you know, just has to do with like, like I said, some of the shift in the way that people are thinking about obesity as a disease. We've been able to, probably one of the best things that the company has been able to do is is start to partner with health systems. And when we become part of a health system network, we we then have relationships with all of the providers within that network. And we're able to have really, you know, good conversations with them about the value that we can bring to their practice. And like I said, 80, 80 or so percent of our patients come as direct referrals from other healthcare providers. So that's been a big part of our growth is that ability to partner within the health system, whether it's with it, with the health system or with, you know, just directly with, with providers for referrals has been um, kind of one of the biggest growth drivers for us. And we have plans to continue to partner with large health systems as we move forward so that we, you know, that we can, um, you know, continue to expand and grow. Um, we do have about, you know, 15 to 20% of our patients who come to us just organically they saw us on social media or they um my light just went out sorry no problem <laughs> they saw us on, <laughs> you know who uh, we have about 20 percent of our patients who come to us organically you know they saw us on social media or they um you know just google searched us or whatever um we do you know find that those patients tend to stay with us a little bit longer i think that because they you know maybe were actively seeking a solution rather than being referred a solution um, that the patients who come to us from those organic means do tend to stay with us a little bit longer and be a little bit more like engaged with the program 
So, you know, we patient engagement is a big thing that marketing is focusing on right now, patient engagement and patient retention. We have patients who come to us who need to lose 100 or more pounds. And we can, they cannot do that unless they are with us for a long time, you know, for six months, a year, or even more. So patient retention is really important for us as we focus on how we deliver against our mission. So, um, you know, we are have been exploring over the past year, like, how do we define retention? How do we measure retention? How do we then take what we learn from this to understand like what truly influences how long patients stay in the program and then how do we maximize and optimize those factors? So things like, um, you know, is the patient um, engaged in pharmacotherapy, for example, might be an influencer of retention or patient experience and patient education. How, what materials are they being provided? How are we engaging with them on our communication stream to make sure that they're still, they feel connected? What is their relationship with their care team or their office, the team within their office? Um, how are they engaged with exercise? You know, are they engaged with behavioral health? Are they kind of taking advantage of all of the opportunities that we have for them to connect with us? Do we need to look at, you know, additional expansion of telehealth or additional expansion of remote patient monitoring as ways to potentially keep patients more engaged with the program and sort of meet them where they are with their expectations? We look at things like scheduling and how do we optimize the schedule to, to maximize availability of appointments so that we're able to see more patients and make it more convenient for them to, to stay with us. So we sort of, ex we, we've, figured out like how to measure retention and how to define it. And we're looking at it across multiple dimensions. You know, we're looking at it as like how long duration is the patient actually staying active with the program? What is their persistence or the completion percentage of those appointments? So if they schedule 10 appointments and they're only completing three of those appointments, well, that's a problem. But if they're completing eight of those appointments, then that's a much better measurement. Um, sure. What frequency are they coming in at? And the frequency is really guided a lot by evidence-based practices or, you know, um, obesity treatment. So we want patients to start out coming on a weekly basis for probably the first four to six weeks. Then they transition to a month or two biweekly visits for the next two to five months. And then from month six to 12, they're coming in monthly. And that's, but how closely are patients sticking to that sort of frequency recommendation. Sure. And we look across all of these dimensions and then as a team, cross-functionally, we get together and we dive in on, on, well, what's influencing this or that, both at the clinic level, at the, you know, regional level, at, you know, a higher level and, and sort of understand where the trends are and how we can influence those things. So patient retention has been a very, very big focus um, for the marketing team and really for the whole organization and trying to understand that because, Sometimes it's not always about growth or getting more patients. It's just about it's about keeping the patients that you have, you know, and, and that's truly because our mission is based on making sure that these patients achieve the outcomes that, that we want to deliver to them, which is a better, healthier life and that they need to lose weight. And like, that's a long-term, that's a long-term game. You know, that's a long-term thing that's going to take a while to do. And so, you know, we have to retain them. So it's not always about like first, 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 leads, leads, leads more, you know, I mean, it is, we, we do want more patients. We want to serve the most patients that we possibly can, yeah. but we also want to make sure that we're keeping them. 
Absolutely. What else are you um, implementing into your processes? Any types of marketing or intake automations or processes that are helping improve efficiencies for you guys? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of the stuff that we look at too. We recently um, completed a big communications audit um, earlier this year where we literally looked at like every single piece of email and text and phone call and script and messaging that was going out to patients so that we could try to both make sure that our messaging was consistent and, and uh, you know, what we wanted it to be and optimized um, towards the patient, but also to look at where there were efficiencies there. So, you know, for example, I mean, we uncovered that we had several different ways that we were reaching out to patients to confirm appointments. We were confirming appointments by email and by text, and the office was calling the patients to confirm their appointments, sometimes multiple times. And this was, you know, a big inefficiency, not only for us, but also like kind of annoying for the patient to have to get so many like, yes, I confirm, you know? Um, so we reduced some of that communication to patients and we really are trying to, we're focusing that in that example more on confirmation by text. Sure. And we call only if like they don't have a text or if we don't, you know, we aren't able to get a confirmation. So we've been looking at like, just, I mean, it's like little things like that. It's not like this massive, you know, overhaul of the way that we do things, but it's little things like that where we recognize that we can make things more efficient and better for patients, but also more efficient and less time consuming for our own teammates and still achieve the same kinds of results. Um, going forward, we're going to be looking at things like online scheduling um, and different things like that that could help help sort of um, reduce some of those additional barriers to patient entry to help make that process smoother for patients to get in the door. What would you say is some of the biggest bottlenecks you guys are experiencing on the back end that you're working through to try to find better processes? Well, um, gosh, that's a tough one to answer. I mean, I, you know, I think that it would be great for us to have online scheduling. I think that would be a huge opportunity for us to be able to, to offer that online scheduling for patients. I think that finding um, the best way to optimize our scheduling too for patients is important. You know, just trying to figure out like how we, um, you know, how we bring in new patients. Obviously, new patient appointments are longer than follow-up appointments and kind of just optimizing like what the schedule looks like for patients, understanding all of the variables associated with that. Some are very local and some are, you know, kind of more macro um, level issues that we have to sort through. So, you know, those I think are, are two issues that I know we're working through. Um, from a marketing perspective, and I don't know if this is really like an efficiency, but it's definitely a big thing that I'm excited about with marketing. Um, we are going to be really diving in on um, better articulating who we are as a brand. Sure. You know, so that we can um, really have all of our staff sort of internalize who we are as a brand and be able to really deliver on that brand promise and deliver on our mission and vision and values to all of our patients. Um, so that's a project we're going to be embarking on starting, you know, this month or next month um, to uncover what our brand looks like and who we are and what our personality is and, and, you know, reassessing like how we've articulated our mission and vision and values 
And um, that's a really exciting project for me yes. because I feel like it influences so much of what we do. I mean, it influences so many decisions that we make, so many, yeah. commu- all of our communications with patients, but also how we engage with each other as a team and how our team embraces who we are and then how they deliver on that in the field when they're, when they're engaging with our customers and with our patients. So, um, so it's an exciting project. And I think that that will bring a lot of value to overall team and, and sort of like really set even greater of a foundation within marketing for kind of the scalable growth that we're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. That is going to be such a valuable exercise for you guys. It'll impact the culture you want to create for your yeah. own team and the culture that you want to translate to the patients. Um, and I think a lot of organizations, they have a great service they're providing or a great product they're providing and they grow so quick and then they realize wait we need to hit pause and really define our mission our values our philosophy and our positioning in the market i think it happens a lot where you grow quick and then you say okay we're doing really well but now let's solidify the foundation so now we can really go to the next level and it sounds right. like that's kind of where uh, you guys are at currently with taking a deep dive and looking in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and we're looking at a lot of things. I mean, the brand is one of them, but, you know, all of these processes and internal kind of things that we're doing. And I, I mean, it's it's just, it's an exciting time. I mean, I feel very lucky to be a part of this right now in this moment, because I feel like as a marketing you know, like from a marketing perspective as a marketing leader, I mean, this is sort of like the dream, right? Like you get to come in, you get to sort of set the direction and set the tone and and the, and the, and the foundation for everything that you want to do. You know, I've been able to come in here with all of my professional experience. I've seen it done very well. I've seen it done very poorly. I've learned a lot of lessons in my career. And then I get to bring that here where it's like a fresh Late of sorts to say, okay, like, let's take the best of the best with everything that we have. And like, let's build something that's going to be really amazing. And there are so many other people that I work with here, you know, my colleagues and my coworkers and my and people on my team who have that same kind of passion and vision for wanting to make this the best thing that it can possibly be. And it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy working in, um, you know, kind of startup growth mode. I mean, there's a lot of things that like are challenging and, and can be frustrating, but at the end of the day, it's like when you leave the work and you feel like I've accomplished something today, I've contributing to something. I'm like, I'm doing something that's like using my talents in the best way possible. And not only that, but like to be here with core life where the mission is so important and what we're doing is truly impacting people's lives, like, and having like a true, like generational impact in, you know, people, you know, it's like, I see, I hear stories all the time of like parents who, you know, it's the mom and she's come in and she, you know, has like taken control of her health. She's lost weight. She's better able to like get out there and be active with her kids and be present or the dad is more able to like, you know, travel and like experience life with his wife or his daughter or his family or whatever. And like, these are things that matter. These are things that are truly making a big, big difference in people's lives, like, uh, like generationally. And, and it's, it feels really good to be a part of that. You know, it, it really does. Katie, we've learned so much and I know our audience is going to love to hear about 
these initiatives you guys are taking in, internally and externally to grow the practice and to really solidify uh, who you are and, and what you stand for. Um, I think every organization, like you mentioned, needs to do this if on a, you know, every couple years basis, or a lot of them have never done it at all. So need to at least take a deep dive into the mirror at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to leave you on th- with this question on a marketing level. Um, a lot of our clients, uh, an audience who is promoting their practices to attract new patients are trying to figure out what is the best strategies. There's a lot of ways to promote your products and services through digital means. What are your thoughts on attracting patients on search? So Google search advertising versus attracting patients on social media. So we always tell our clients, they're two very different strategies. If someone finds you on Google, they're looking for you. They made the choice to look for you. If someone finds you on social media, you've positioned your brand on their newsfeed and you've identified them as a possible good candidate for your services. And hopefully your creative stood out. So they stopped looking at their friends and family and said, Hey, I want to learn more about this core life business. I actually have struggled for weight with weight loss. Do you think there is, um, if you had to start with one for attracting patients, um, an area that you guys have seen more success or would recommend starting at with promoting the practice on a search level or a social media strategy? Well, I mean, like you said, there are two very different tactics. And, I, you know, I would um, advise anyone to really take a step even back from that and start with the strategy. You know, what are you really trying to do? Do you, um, you know, search as a lead generation tactic. Search, you're, you're capturing people who are already in the market for your product and you want to make sure that they find you. It's sort of like the yellow pages of, of the olden days, right? Like I'm looking for X and I'm going to find it here on Google. But if you need to educate people about who you are and you want to build a brand, then you need to look at different tactics that are going to be more brand focused. Um, For us in core life, I mean, my strategy is shifting definitely more away from lead generation and into brand building. And we're looking at actually shifting our digital strategy to be much more focused on some of those higher level awareness tactics um, like social media, programmatic, content marketing, things like that, that are going to just build general sort of awareness about who we are. You know, then you kind of move down the funnel a little bit and you think about demand generation, which I see as, you know, I want to make it easier for our hospital and physician liaisons to be able to go out and, and meet with providers and have them understand who we are so that they have to do less selling and they can just do more ed- or less educating and they can do more relationship building from the sure. get-go with some of these referring providers. And for me, that is, you know, much more of our, like our content strategies and some of the value ads that we could potentially do that we're, you know, we're not doing yet, but like long-term vision of, you know, doing obesity um, education webinars, being kind of thought leaders in this space to help people further understand what we do, but also drive demand for what we do, and then get into the lead generation strategies, which, you know, for me, um, 
just with core life, I mean, weight loss, the weight loss industry is extremely competitive. And it's a very much, um, you know, direct to consumer market when you're looking at like weight loss solutions and fad diets and diet plans and membership programs and gyms and everything else that are like very much competing for, um, you know, uh, attention in that space. And CoreLife is really different from all that. I mean, that's, you know, we don't want to align ourselves in that space where that's not who we are. Um, I do think that we want to be present and available for people who are searching for us and who want to find us. I think search is an important tactic. It's kind of like you're, you know, one of those baseline things that you should always be on search. Um, But, you know, SEO plays a role there too. And, you know, other, but I, I do think that my advice to anybody looking to build a digital strategy is to, to not worry at first about the tactics, like really think about what it is that you're trying to do. Are you trying to build a brand? Do people know who you are? Do you need to teach people about the service that you're offering? I mean, for us at Core Life, and we are creating a new, a new niche almost within healthcare, we have to do a lot of educating about who we are. That's an important part of our strategy and how we how that lives in the digital space then becomes the conversation for what tactics we utilize to do that. But you've got to start with the strategy. You know, you've just got to start with strategically, like what are you trying to do? And then I do think that having a good agency partner um, who or, you know, in, if you have the resources internally to help you understand the digital landscape and pick the right tactics and pick the right channels to get that message out there and to align with that strategy is critical. But yeah, start with the strategy. Yeah, absolutely, Katie. Um, you know, it, it can't be uh, just a one effort. Let's see how it works. It's got to be comprehensive. And people don't realize that when you're doing brand awareness and you're doing education and you're giving out free resources to just really provide value to your communities you serve or to create awareness around your brand, you're creating subconscious, you're planting subconscious seeds in the uh, brains of these consumers so that when the time is right for them to actually be in research and decision-making process, or life or your brand or your practice might be what appears when they're actually ready to um, take the next step. And it all, it's all with that groundwork that you put in over a long period of time. And it has to be a long-term strategy. You can't look at one month, two months, three months at a time. It's really got to be a full picture. Yeah, no, you really can't measure um, marketing effectively like month over month. I mean, it's got to be like, year over year for a lot of things and sure. and a lot of the work that we do is very foundational and i mean it intersects with so many other aspects of the business sure you know marketing i i mean i truly see marketing as a core business function i mean and if, if you think that your marketing team or just the people who get the word out or who create the flyers like you're really undervaluing and underutilizing um marketing and we are here to support every aspect of the business you know, I am involved in conversations around operations, around, you know, how we um, communicate, you know, clinically to patients, um, you know, just across the, across the board, you know, marketing is here to be the voice of the customer. 
And if you are not bringing the voice of the customer into every aspect of your business development and your decision-making process, then you are um, dropping the ball, serving yourselves. Well, you're, you're, you're losing an opportunity. A hundred percent. Katie, thank you so much for your time today and all the wonderful insights. The team at Core Life is very lucky to have you spearheading their marketing and running the marketing team. And I just want to give um, kudos to everything that you guys are doing for patients that are suffering with weight issues. Um, there's definitely been a gap in the market, and it seems like you guys are making big strides to fill those gaps. So congratulations to you and your team. And uh, again, thank you for sharing everything that has been successful and working for you guys. Yeah, well, thank you again for having me. I feel like this is this has been a really enjoyable conversation, and I am, you know, happy to be here. Awesome. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. All right. Thanks. You too.